Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And welcome to Free From Week. Which I just learned from you. It's not free form week. It's free from week. <laughs> um, I watched the whole episode. I did all my notes and everything thinking it was free form week. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. And I watched it on Netflix with the subtitles. And I didn't catch that it was free from week and not free form week. I did not realize it until either... It was either Matt or Noel actually said it out loud. And I was like, What? And I stopped it, and I went back to look at the title again <laughs> just to be sure. Yeah. And then I saw my demise. I I, I saw the reference that they're like free from certain baking elements, like dairy, gluten, that kind of thing. I thought they were just making a play on words, but literally, it's free from week. <laughs> yes. All right. Also, episode seven is still called episode seven. And this one is called free from week. Free from a week. The episode seven is still called episode seven, but this is free from week. Yeah. Confusing. <laughs> and I'm going to just throw it out there. I'm not making excuses, yeah. but this completely changes my predictions. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think you're making excuses. Okay. <clears throat> um, I don't care what the name of this week was. It's Freya week. Mm. You guys take the first two letters of the week. <laughs> right. Uh, free or free from or free from. It's actually Freya week. Um. Freya would have killed it, I think. She would have gotten Star Maker this week. Hmm. <sighs> um, think of all the possibilities. I think she would have done it like great in every single challenge. Especially that technical, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What could have been <laughs> Big Hoff? Anyway, let's get into the intro. Noel's asking what free from week means. <laughs> Matt says it means... We've got a vegan bake, a dairy-free bake, and a gluten-free bake. No asks if anyone's told Paul yet. Matt says he told him a couple of minutes ago. And then No asks him if he was fine with that. Matt says yes. But then, uh-oh, we hear Paul growling. Paul comes out looking like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> he has green skin, a tattered shirt, and he uses... A, a, he actually takes that a spoon very, like... Like very, like not daintily, but like very. Yeah, it was sophisticated. very delicate. Yeah, yeah, very delicate. He tries like a cake, and he says, "Actually, it's really nice." <laughs> and he goes, and then introduces the show. I know you love this one. This is the best one. Okay, I knew it. I knew it right off the bat. I said this one for sure <laughs> has all of the elements to a great intro that you would appreciate. I mean, Paul is the Incredible Hulk, making growling noises, <laughs> and it's. Nice and short and short sweet. Duration. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the best one this season. I, I think this is going to be the best one this season. I think it combined the elements we both appreciate in an intro yeah. and put it into one intro. And this, this is a, a winner for sure. I think it, when or if we do our awards at the end of the season, <laughs> we'll have a best intro award. Uh -huh. I think this might take the cake, but I don't know. We still got two more episodes to go. We don't know what can happen. What if Prue comes out as like, 
like Captain America next week or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll be pretty good. All right. Uh, we hear from some of the bakers. Christelle sets the stakes very early on and she says, Week eight, quarterfinal. Ooh. Ooh. No, she doesn't say that. <laughs> she says, Week eight, quarterfinal. Oh, okay. Why Thank am you I for still that callback here? that I was trying to forget? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Jürgen says this is free from week. I'm actually quite excited about it because Jürgen just likes to be free from dairy, I guess. I don't know. Chick says I've never really made anything dairy free or gluten free or anything like that. So I didn't really know how it all tastes. Hmm. I think this is a possible storyline here is that Chick is good at like learning things. You think that's the storyline for this episode? For Chiggs is that Chiggs is good at learning things. I think that's his okay. episode. That's the storyline for the whole season. Oh, is he's a, Chiggs is good at learning. <laughs> he's a quick learner, all right. Yeah, he got probably got them straight A's in elementary, middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in college because, you know, he seems like a cool dude. Always spent some time <laughs> hanging out with his friends and all that. But okay. Other than that, straight A's. Giuseppe says, my objective of this week is to survive. He's a survivor. He's going to make it. He's going to work harder. He's a survivor. He didn't say that last part, but anyway. Lizzie says, just got to keep everything as Lizzie as possible. I'm going to prove a point that free from weak. She says, it's kind of confusing. She says, as little, as a little finesse as all me other food, which I tried to... I tried to interpret this as she's saying that she's just going to keep on being Lizzie. And uh, if she's free from the constraints of like the judges telling her that she needs more finesse, she might be okay. I don't How did you interpret this? I think there are a couple times in the episode where she sort of says, I don't really care what Paul thinks. Right? Yeah. I summed that up. I think that's... That's accurate, and I think that's... I mean, you go, Lizzie. You do your thing. Which is perfect for free-form week. <laughs> but not for a free-from week. Not exactly. Uh, shall we get into it? I mean, last, let's, let's recap our last week's predictions. Should we just do it? Yeah, we can. I think last week I said that... Uh, who did I say was Star Baker? You went with Giuseppe. I went with Giuseppe. And then I said Lizzie was going home. Right. And I, under the understanding that it was free form week, <laughs> right. said Lizzie was going to be Star Baker and Giuseppe was going to go home. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Shall we get into the signature bake? Let's. All right, for the signature bake, the bakers are tasked with making eight dairy free ice cream sandwiches. The ice cream must be beautifully made. And uh, must be sandwiched between two biscuits. The bakers get three hours. We hear from Paul and Prue. Paul says the challenge is that they can use eggs, but obviously the use of cream and butter is out. Prue says, I imagine we'll see a lot of coconut milk and oat milk. We asked for an ice cream sandwich because we want a baked element in there, not just ice cream. Hmm. I'm going to go over our first baker, which is Chiggs, our sales manager. He is making a mum's tropical delight. Or if we were to uh, say over here, a mom's tropical delight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chiggs explains that during his research. See, good learner. Right. Chiggs with that research. He learned dairy-free ice cream set slightly harder than normal ice cream. Uh, he's using coconut milk to make a, topic, a tropical flavored ice cream. 
which contains his mom's favorite flavors of mango, lime, and coconut, and is sandwiched between pistachio and cardamom biscuits. Going with the mom theme? Does that count? Or cardamom biscuits. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, during the whole making of this, Chicks is concerned with his ice cream being creamy enough because uh, you got to worry about that during a free from dairy week. During judging, Prue says that his biscuits are beautiful. And overall, his uh, Paul says the ice cream sandwiches are professional looking. Prue says after like biting into his ice cream sandwich, that there, there needs to be more mango flavor. He didn't use enough mango or didn't get enough mango. Hmm. And that canned mango pulp would have been better, which is kind of like, man, he could have just used canned mango the whole time right. instead of <laughs> right. like, cutting up all those mangoes and stuff like that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Paul says there was not a lot of flavor coming from the biscuits. However, the biscuits were of great texture. The ice cream, the mango was very subtle. However, you do get coconut, to, um, but the coconut doesn't last very long either. <laughs> and he said they said that his ice cream is very sorbet-like, which I took it to mean it's very like, kind of like icy and like the flavor wasn't as distinct as like or as lasting as like a regular ice cream. Mm-hmm. But however, they said overall very nice. So, kind of a mixed uh, judging here for Chiggs in the beginning. Yeah. It sounded more... Did it seem like it was more on the negative side? It did, but then at the end, they always summarize it, and they're like, overall, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's like a... It's like a cover Yeah, to help... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think because at the end... like off, basically. Yeah, when they're making decisions at the end... They can say, like, well, I did say it was overall every, very nice at yeah. the end of the judging. Like, if they have something that's inedible, they'll, they won't eat it, but they'll be like, but not bad. You know what I mean? And we're like, what? You said it was inedible, and you didn't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. All right. So up next, we have Christelle, our client relationship manager. She is making tahini and miso frappuccino. <laughs> it said Cappuccino. coffee, but at the end she said frappuccino ice cream sandwiches. Freya. Freya. <laughs> anyway, go on. Okay. So she's only done these biscuits once because she changed her recipe at the last minute. But her ice cream sandwiches feature cashew milk and a coffee-flavored ice cream sandwiched by tahini, tahini and miso biscuits. Miso. So... Sorry. I always think you're going to finish that with something. We're a classy show. Miso. Miso. Miso is delicious. Okay. That's, That's not where I'm expecting you to go with that. Classy but show. <laughs> she is still on the miso train, right? Yep. We've had a lot of that. So she does have this exchange with Noel where he's basically asking like what's going on, how, how, how she's doing. And then he like walks away. And then he does it again, and then he starts yawning at her, <laughs> which is funny, but also getting in her head. Mm. All right, probably not. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, during judging, Paul says that it's looking very uniform. Prue says that she agrees. They look tempting, and she wants one, which is a good thing because she's going to have to eat it regardless, right? Mm-hmm. So she thinks the flavor is absolutely lovely. The texture of the ice cream is a bit light and wet. But Paul says that he actually likes it. Prue said that she has never had anything like that before. And Paul tells us that the tahini in the biscuit is akin to a sort of shortbread and that the sesame comes through quite nicely. And during the bake, she actually forgot to put the sesame in on one of the layers, but she was like, I'll just put these on the bottom. 
and then <laughs> she used the other batch for the top, right? Yeah, very good. Paul said the coffee levels are perfect in that ice cream. It's very flavorsome, and it holds on the tongue as well, which blends quite well, and thinks that she's done a good job, and Prue says, well done, so we don't know how she did, really. Is flavorsome a word? It is. Just like, I actually looked up funnily. That is a word. Funnily is a word. Yeah. How about flavorsome? I didn't look that up. I'm pretty sure it's flavorful, Paul. I don't know. You meant to say, well, I guess if it's not full of flavor and there's some flavor, it's flavorsome. Right. But it sounds like it's full of flavor when you say flavorsome. Anyway, let's go over <laughs> to Giuseppe, our engineer, who's making ginger and orange ice cream sandwiches. So Giuseppe will be, uh, he uses soy milk and tofu as a dairy alternative in his ice cream sandwich. Mm. His uh, ice cream sandwich contains orange ice cream sandwiched between biscuits made with maple syrup and ginger. He's using a lot of orange. He uses orange juice, orange zest, orange peel, and orange essence. And orange pulp from a can. And orange pulp from a can. <laughs> and then later he's like, orange juice. Glad you tried my biscuits. He doesn't say that. Okay. <laughs> also, I'm not going to go there, but that's, yeah. that was a great interpretation. <laughs> he's also not using modes for his biscuits or his ice cream. So he's very freeform here. <laughs> Maybe he read the, He also yeah. read the brief. He's like, I'm going freeform, guys. They're like, this is freeform week, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. At one point, he's waiting for his ice cream and his biscuits to set. He is like shaking his leg and <laughs> he's kind of nervous about it. Very judging. Prue says that his ice cream sandwiches look very lovely and interesting. Paul says his design almost has a crackling on top of it. And it looks kind of nice. The shapes are very consistent. When they actually bite into the ice cream sandwiches, Prue says the ice cream is not creamy. However, the flavor is lovely. Paul says the texture of the biscuits are fantastic. And the ice cream is great. The orange comes through beautifully with a hint of ginger as well. Overall, they say the whole thing is delicious and great job. So I don't think it's any room for interpretation here. Giuseppe did a great job. Yep. Yep. Okay, up next we have Jurgen, our IT professional, and he is making meat my favorites. So this one's going to have meat in it. Mm, meat ice cream sandwich. Yeah. With like bacon, lettuce, and tomato, right? Right. <laughs> right. It features macarons of egg whites and pistachio and almond sandwiching a banana and coconut ice cream, combining of two of his childhood favorites. Mm, okay. So he likes banana and coconut ice cream, apparently. Very good. And they also mentioned it has like ginger stem in it, but they didn't really talk about it. So... Noel and Jürgen have a talk about how he's won three-star bakers so uh -huh. far. And then yeah. he says, imagine if Christelle had won three-star bakers. And then Jürgen replies, yeah, we would all be deaf by now. Yeah, I think this, this is kind of mean, you guys. <laughs> you don't need to be like, making fun of Christelle. Right? It's kind of much, right? I'm not going to say anything, but we've... we've seen this action before yeah it's like Noel and Jürgen making fun of Christelle right. specifically those two yeah. Jürgen's a bully <laughs> <laughs> alright during judging Paul did say or he actually asked did you rest them before you bake them and he said he didn't because the Italian rank took so long to cool down 
So he had a little timing issue with this, right? The whole thing about the macaron is the resting creates the skin, which creates the dome, which he did not have. And it looked kind of like a really flat biscuit, not like the macaron we're used to seeing, right? Mm -hmm. Proof that he might have invented something that is very suitable, though. It's very chewy. She liked it. So maybe it worked out for him. Mm. Paul said that it's chewy and almondy. Almondy might be less of a word than flavorsome. Almondsome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> almondful. Yeah. He said the nuts you do get are beautifully, or you do get the nuts beautifully. The ice cream's a star here. It's fantastic, intense flavor of bananas. Proof says that she thinks it's lovely, it's good, really good, and delicious. Mm. So despite the failure on the macaron, it seems like he did really well. I think so. Really good. Good some. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have Lizzie, who is our car production operator. She is making an ice cream sandwich called The Best Thing About Walks. So her ice cream sandwich contains almond, praline, and vanilla ice cream sandwich between dark chocolate biscuits embossed in a pattern of her dog Prue. <laughs> it's in honor of her dog Prue. Lizzie says, when I take my dog on a walk, she sees the Mr. Whippy van after, which I'm assuming is an ice cream truck, and she's allowed vanilla ice cream. So Lizzie literally buys her uh, dog Prue ice cream from the ice cream truck, which is very nice of her. Cause that stuff is usually expensive, you know. <laughs> they gotta they gotta mark up those ice cream sandwiches. Paul asked if she will get finesse with her uh, dog shaped embossed pattern, and then he also asked her, "How big are your biscuits gonna be?" And she says, "They're about lid size, which looks pretty huge." They're big some. They are big some. <laughs> and she was literally using the when she says about the size of the lids, it's because she was using the lids to actually cut out her cookies. <laughs> so. Pretty funny. Uh, Paul looked annoyed at this because I guess they're too big. Lizzie said during practice, she left the freezer door open and her <laughs> ice cream all melted. Yeah. And then at one point, Noel asked her about the percentage of cocoa in oh her my chocolate. Gosh. This was amazing. She says she's using 100% cocoa, which is supposed to be like really bitter because like sometimes I eat like that 90%. And I'm like, man, this tastes really healthy because it's like really bitter. She's 100% that cocoa. <laughs> She's all about that cocoa. Um, sometimes I like dark chocolate that dark though. If people tell me it's like healthier, and they're like, you should eat this like 100% dark chocolate just because it's like a healthy chocolate. That's true. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, Lizzie is like trying to, you know, look out for everybody, make a healthy bake. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, don't judge me. I've never even seen 100%. <laughs> 100% cocoa? Yeah. Oh, well, you got to stop eating that junk food, bro. That 90%. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop eating that 90%, like, <laughs> that 90% like bad chocolate, you know? <laughs> Purity. Anyway, Bruce says they're judging that they look uneven and huge, which is not a big surprise. Because it's freeform week. Freeform week. It's designed yeah. that way. She's free from small biscuits. <laughs> Uh, Paul says she lost some definition in the biscuits. They also say that maybe Lizzie could have uh, forgotten telling them about the dogs because the embossed sign for the design, it kind of disappeared after she baked it. They did. I think it's because she was using like such like dark chocolate biscuits that like it's just hard to see any kind of design in them because they're so dark. Right. 
Uh, Prue says that she loves the texture after biting into them. The biscuits are, however, the biscuits are very dry, however, very crumbly. She didn't think she would like it, but she does. Paul says the chocolate marries beautifully with the ice cream. However, he would have blitzed the praline more. Overall, very good in flavor, but it's very messy. And he says, which is normal for you, isn't it, Lizzie? <laughs> which is kind of much, Paul. Just saying. Yeah, so, um, after this, we hear from all the bakers. Giuseppe says, I don't have any experience in free for or free from. So this is probably the most pleased I've ever been. So Giuseppe is very happy. Lizzie says, what's new? It's too big. Don't look neat, but they like the flavors. So she looks kind of annoyed there. Jorgen says, I was very nervous about my macaroons, but Prue liked my invention. Chig says, I think the editors got amazing feedback on their flavors, but I didn't. So I need to come in swinging on the technical. So let's get into the technical bake. All right. Up next, we have the technical. And this week, it was set by The Prue, according to Matt. <laughs> the Prue. Yep. Prue gives us a hint and says, flavor always matters. But in this recipe, it's absolutely key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time it's key, flavor. You got to yep. hit the flavor marks. Yep. So, as always, they excuse the judges. No asks, where do you think they've gone? And then Matt says, you got to help me with this. Matt says to the dogs, mate, like the rest of this country, it's got to the point where you cannot put meat in a vegan recipe. Honestly, you couldn't make it up. I don't know, man. I think this is unnecessary. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Moving on. Did you think that was funny? Nah, I wasn't sure. I, I, I was on the fence with it. I, like, it was just kind of a there. Yeah, me too. I didn't know how to feel about it. I'm very sure if Freya were there, she would like, she would like punch them or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What could have been? So, our bakers are tasked to make eight identical vegan sausage rolls. Their sausage rolls should comprise of a crisp, golden, vegan rough puff pastry surrounded by a mushroom and walnut filling. They should be accompanied by a sticky, caramelized red onion chutney. Do you remember when Maggie made <laughs> caramelized chutney, <laughs> but it was supposed to be like sticky toffee pudding? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So too bad she wasn't around for this one. I know. What could have been? I know. All right. And our bakers have two hours to complete this task. So they go to our judges and they give us a little insight where Pooh says that they're looking for eight perfectly identical, which is the opposite of free form. <laughs> vegan sausage rolls with really well laminated crisp rough puff pastry you cannot use butter so they're using what's called a vegan block it has almond coconut and rapeseed oil and you treat it just like butter when you're making the rough puff paul says that they're going to struggle with the vegan block which tends to melt very quickly but Prue says if they chill it enough they'll be all right they just have to keep chilling it mm-hmm. keep on chilling just like me do you have a pair of sunglasses I can put on right now? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to be going over the bottom three. <laughs> um, there's only five figures left, so basically these are like the last few. Okay, I'll just, yeah, out of five. Fifth place out of five, last place, Christelle. 
Once again, not doing well in the technical. It's because she was in her head. Yeah, because they were making fun of her and bullying her. There, it, mm. it, coincidence only so many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, overall, the look doesn't look good. Paul calls her like sausage rolls pasties, which is not good. Priest says they're meant to look like a sausage roll. However, they do not. Paul calls them rough and ready. And I think that the reason he did this is because he thought these were Lizzie's. And he wanted to, like, emphasize the storyline again. They're actually Christelle's. Oh. Mm, that's just mm. my thinking. Interesting. He said the flavor is not bad. The chutney is good. However, the shortening has run out with the pastry, so it's, like, super tough. Also, like... Paul is kind of a wimp because he eats some of the chili. <laughs> and then he's like, oh my gosh, I need milk. This is too hot for me. Um, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he also says uh, the shape wasn't good. The glaze wasn't good. And overall, it was too much chili. And then this time he asked, hey, Christelle, can you come up and try this? <laughs> and the last time he did this, he gave her a handshake. Right. So I was like, Paul, are you just asking Christelle to come up and try things? Because you're the only person that you've done this to the whole season. Right. So, yeah, she comes up and she tries the chutney. And she's like, I'm actually okay with the spice. But then she coughs a little bit. And everyone laughs. And she's like, fine, I apologize for the spice. But I'm like, Christelle, you don't have to apologize for the spice. I think Paul's just a whim. No, no offense, Paul, if you're listening to the show. You gotta eat more pepper, bro. <laughs> uh, next we have Yogan in fourth place. Uncharacteristically, in the yeah. bottom two. They said uh, the sausage rolls were a bit big and clumsy. The flavor was good. However, the insides were a bit dry. Overall, too thick and untidy. Okay. Quick throwback to Freya, who exercised the five-second rule once. Yep. But Jurgen literally dropped all of them on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's okay on this show. I guess it's all right. If, if you're Paul and Prue and you're eating these things, and then later you go back and watch the show and you're like, Wait a minute, he dropped all of those <laughs> on the floor? Yeah, I would be I would be not happy. I'm like, can we go back and like put Jurgen last place like the next episode? <laughs> like, can we make a correction here? Because <laughs> I watched the show and man five second rule is not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nasty. But maybe they cleaned the biscuits out. Ah, they don't clean biscuits. They yeah. ate them. That was, that was unfortunate. Though. <laughs> they ate those biscuits. That was pretty tragic. Yeah. Right, right in the middle, we have Lizzie, third place. Uh, <laughs> during judging, the judges said that her rolls were definitely overbaked. However, the lamination is good. The flakiness is good. But the interior, and especially the mushrooms, have dried up. Nope. So, yeah, bottom three. I, I was a little disappointed because, I mean, she verbally said like i'm just gonna bake them till they're brown yeah but which means she must have been keeping an eye on them but somehow they got away from her i mean right? brown for i think it's because they're working with ingredients they're not normally working with yeah so like brown can mean like too much here <laughs> yeah. right plus she she had made them before that's true right? she, she, she had yeah. mentioned her little sister was a yeah. veggie vegan yeah is there is that a specific type of a vegan? A veggie vegan? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. On to second place. In second place, we have Giuseppe. And during judging, Prue said that these are a lot better looking. She thinks, she thinks they are very flat, but they all pretty much look the same. 
which is a staple of Giuseppe's baking. Paul said the problem is that the seals are so big. But Prue says that there's good mushroom flavor. Paul says, mmm, mushroom flavor is there. However, Prue thinks that they are a tiny bit overbaked. Paul says they're a little bit dry. And then during final judgment, Paul says it's not, it's not bad. They're just too flat and they use too much seam. It needs to be bolder and a thinner seam. Mm. So overall, pretty good, right? I mean, yeah. he did get second. Which leaves first place going to Chiggs. Yeah. And during judging, Prue said that there should... There should be a better glaze on the top. However, Paul said he's happy with the color. It's very thin, but the edges are sealed as well as the front. The flavor is okay and there's good balance. Prue said, mmm. And then Paul said, actually, the onion chutney is good as well. And then Prue finally said that she likes the mixture inside because it's quite crumbly, lovely, and soft. She says it looks good, it tastes good, it's moist inside, and the chutney is lovely. Mm. So overall good when they announced that Chicks has won, everyone clapped and they did not stop it this time. So that's <laughs> probably a good sign. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the very end, we get to hear from just three of our bakers. Up first was Chiggs. He says, OMG, first. He feels like he's got a full house now. He's got a handshake, a star baker, first in technical. He needed that after the signature. Also, if you ever play cards with Chiggs, you're probably going to win. Yeah. Because that's not exactly a full house. <laughs> you don't got right. it, dude. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we hear from Christelle. She said this is not her finest hour. If it wasn't for all that bullying, she feels like she's definitely in the running to go home. <laughs> she didn't say that. Oh, she didn't say that. No. Okay. Okay. Um, but she hopes and prays that the showstopper is better for her. Then Lizzie says it's pretty level and even playing field yet again. So it all counts on the showstopper. It's exciting, isn't it? Uh, I guess we're gonna find out. (laughs) After this, we get the rare, like, after technical roundtable. And Matt says, That was a technical. (laughs) He says, In which we weren't really happy with anyone. I was like, I guess they weren't happy. Yeah, but they let the clapping go. Yeah, they let the clapping go. (laughs) And Noah says, This is a week we really needed Freya. Really. Hmm. Prue says, she would have loved doing this. Hmm. And Freya at home was like, why couldn't this, they can't make this like week six or seven or something? Yeah. They should have just let her have a station. I know. And to then, see what she did, but it doesn't you know, count toward judging. I don't think anyone would have minded that. Paul says overall the signature was good. They all did well. Giuseppe is at the front at the moment. He's the one to beat. They also say Chiggs is doing well. He did well in the technical. Lizzie and Christelle are the ones in trouble. They say Christelle is erratic. She's either genius or terrible. And then Prue says, Lizzie is almost determined not to be neat. I want to strangle her. Then Matt says, you must stop killing people. (laughs) Kind of funny. (laughs) And then uh, we go on over to the showstopper. Let's do it. Let's. All right. In this free from week, the showstopper is a gluten-free celebration cake, which surprise twists must be visually spectacular. <laughs> what? And beautifully decorated. No way. <laughs> it must have at least two tiers, like the two tiers Matt has shed for his gluten brothers, who have been cast aside for the wants and vagaries of fashion. The bakers get four hours. No tells us the gluten-free revolution began in the 1950s when it was linked to medical conditions. 
And then Giuseppe says, my sister-in-law eats gluten. Uh, Paul says, a sponge traditionally uses plain flour, and they haven't got that option, so texture will be something that they will be looking at. Pierce says they can do all sorts of flavors, but because they can't have gluten, <clears throat> they'll tend to make a cake that easily breaks apart. And she says, it's a good idea to get a solid cake by adding a lot of eggs and butter. Which is interesting. I'm going to go over Chiggs. Chiggs is making a gluten-free red velvet cake, which sounds like uh, something I would eat. I like red velvet. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about red velvet? Fan. <clears throat> How about blue velvet? I like it on shoes. It's a good movie by... <laughs> good movie. Weird movie. By, oh, it's a movie. Yeah, it's by uh, David Lynch. He's kind of a weird guy. But oh, what's I dig it about? It. <clears throat> uh, it's not family-friendly. I can't talk about it. Oh. Anyway, check out Blue Velvet if you're over 17. <laughs> so, uh, Chig says he's putting his hopes on a classic, a two-tiered red velvet cake. This cake features an ornate filigree chocolate collar and is filled with raspberry jam and alternating layers of chocolate and vanilla cream cheese frosting. He says his cousin is gluten-free and he used him as a guinea pig for this cake. And then his cousin had to go to the hospital and blamed him. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> he used him as a guinea pig for this cake. Okay. And he got a good reveal from him. <laughs> Which is good. Those were completely opposing outcomes. <laughs> yeah. No judging. Paul says that his red velvet cake looks great. And it has good uh, chocolate drip going down the side. So Chig's coming through with that drip. <laughs> he said the naked cake at the bottom looks really good. The crown on top looks good as well. Prue says there's a lot of detail in it, and the layers are lovely. After biting into it, Paul says that he loves it. It's spot on. Great chocolate sponge. A lot of buttercream in there. Prue says she can't fault it. She thinks it's lovely. So, Jake's is kind of knocking it out of the park. Yep, yep. Okay, up next we have Christelle, and she is making her Nana's. It's called My Nana's Cascading Dress. But I'm assuming she's talking about her Nana right yeah okay <laughs> this is dedicated to her grandma who's celebrating a very big birthday this year and before christelle's sister's engagement her nana had planned out the dress for her sister's wedding which was hanging on the back of her door so this is a tribute to that christelle will be piping her grandma's cascading dress all out of miso or not <laughs> there's a lot of miso in this app right like again do you think Christelle's going to use miso again next episode. She know. used it like the last two episodes. Because there was miso. Wasn't there miso in the technical too? Yeah. I think there was. So. Yeah. Okay. No miso here. But <laughs> she will be sandwiching jaggery cream creme pat between her gluten-free sponges flavored with coconut, walnut, and cardamom. Cardamom. That's right. <clears throat> Topped yep. with an American buttercream. Uh, roses, actually. Which we know she's good at these types of things. We learned that she brought the cardamom from home and she got the jaggery from her grandmother, which I didn't know what it was, but she said it's like a dark brown sugar. Yep. I've had jaggery. Oh. And she'll be using rice flour and a lot of them are using xanthan gum, right? Xanthan. To help with the texture. Fun to say. Fun to eat. Question mark, question mark. So one of the interesting things that happened was apparently there was a breeze in the tent. So she was fearful that if she moved her cake while the breeze was 
going on, it would topple over. So she was waiting for the breeze to stop before <laughs> she plated the cake. Right? Yeah. And then you see uh, Jurgen and Noel on the side with a big old fan. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Uh, also, and I think I mentioned this before, but when it came down to judging, her station was like three football fields away from the front compared to everybody else. Yeah. All right, maybe not that far, but she is in the very back, <laughs> yeah. and she has to carry it all the way to the front, right? Makes for good TV. It does. Yeah. But not everyone has a level or an equal distance to get to the judging table. I'm just going to say that. Correct. But during judging, Paul says that it's a great-looking cake. Prue says it's quite witty, too, and she likes the little bodice. It was really cute. We know that one of Christelle's strong suits is her, like her decorating her piping skills. And whatnot and this was no exception correct right paul says that he loves the roses thinks that she did a great job with that Pooh says that she loves the texture it's quite nutty and moist and paul even goes to as far as saying you wouldn't know it's a gluten-free cake at all mm. so good comments yeah Pooh says that the bake is beautiful paul says the whole coating of icing go beautifully with the sponge and Prue says if she had just one criticism she thinks that it's very heavy on the buttercream However, Paul says that he thinks that you need that to go against the cardamom. Mm. To which Prue says, well, if you had a mouthful like that, so she had a specific portion in mind. But Paul ended up saying that she's done a great job and well done. You got a kind of argument from the judges there, huh? Yeah, so a little mixed bag, but then covered up by a great job, well done. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, next we have Giuseppe, who's making a gluten-free black forest cake. So Giuseppe is using a recipe which is natural gluten-free with no flour and he's whipping his egg white separately to give it more air and fluffiness. His cake contains puffed rice and chocolate, crusted pistachios, kirsch, cherry jam, and chantilly cream. Uh, Giuseppe notes that the uh, Black Forest is Paul's favorite cake. So if he doesn't do it well... He's put himself in an awkward position. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did he also mention that Prude doesn't like it? Yeah. So kind of a very polarizing cake. Yeah. A lot of things can go wrong here. I mean, if he makes it well, Prude might not like it. If he makes it bad, Paul won't like it. And Prue won't like it. <laughs> Do you think if he made it poorly, it would less resemble a Black Forest cake? Therefore, Prue would like it more? <laughs> Then he shouldn't have caught out a black forest oh, cake. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. There's some strategy in here. In uh, judging, Prue says it's very neat and beautiful. Paul says the top looks weird to me. <laughs> he says that he didn't like the piping because it's kind of piped vertically and it hides too much. Okay. After tasting, they say that it's very gluey. The curse and the cherries are too strong. Paul says the cherries are also sporadic and the sponge is quite stodgy. He says... He would have done a meringue instead of the Chantilly. Overall, Paul says, I expected better from you, Giuseppe, mm. which is very harsh. Yeah, that was not a classic well done. No. <laughs> I think this is one of uh, Giuseppe's worst performances in this yeah. Which is why I picked him to go home this week. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. All right, up next we have Jurgen, and he is making the ultimate. Gluten-free birthday cake. Ultimate. That's right. His inspiration is his wife. She loves chocolate cakes, and she's always screaming for the perfect chocolate cake for her birthday. 
Yeah, that's uh ah, chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how I pictured it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So you're gonna be separating the sponges with chocolate buttercream and apricot jam and decorating with dark milk and white chocolate in an ombre pattern. So basically layers of each one. Mm-hmm. And he's also gonna feature a chocolate ganache drip. Coming through with the drip. Yeah. Yeah. So during judging, Paul says that he would never have known that it was a chocolate cake with a sarcastic tone, I believe. Because it looked pretty <laughs> chocolatey, right? Yeah. Chocolate some. Yeah. Chocolate full? Which one? I don't chocolate. know. Chocolate. Oh. <laughs> All right. Prue says that she thinks it looks absolutely beautiful. Paul said that the whole effect with the drips he's got are all perfect, and so is the piping. Prue said that it looked beautiful again. Then Paul says the apricot with the chocolate sponge is beautiful. It's nicely baked, and it's not dry at all. Prue says also that she thinks that the beautiful... <laughs> I keep saying beautifully because she keeps saying beautifully. The buttercream is beautifully light. Mm. Paul says, well done. And Prue says, beautiful. She didn't say that, but I read her mind. <clears throat> All right. All right, finally, uh, last but not least, we have Lizzie. She's making a gluten-free extraordinary cake. So Lizzie is making a representation of her own brain. She says she's got a few... Sen issues, S-E-N. She's a Sen is special education needs. She says she's dyslexic, dyspraxic, ADHD. She has ADHD. And she has concentration uh, disorder issues. And she says people who are slightly different need to be celebrated and represented, which I agree with. So, um, uh, Lizzie is, uh, I think this, this cake right here is the, the bake of the episode. Oh my gosh. Like Storyline-wise. I love this cake. And at the end, she's like, it also has a 70s shack to it, which is kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, it's a two-tiered coconut flour sponge filled with pineapple jam and coated with a kaleidoscopic shag pile. Again, kaleidoscopic shag pile of Italian meringue buttercream. And Paul's like, you need to work on your decoration and finesse. Because, you know, that's just all reinforcing the storyline of the episode. During judging, Prue says it looks amazing. The rice paper offshoots are beautifully done. Paul says he loves it. And it reminds him of something from the cartoon, The Yellow Submarine, mm. which is a Beatles cartoon that's kind of like funky and psychedelic. Good movie, if you're into that. Not a lot of story, but the visuals are very good. Anyway, that's my, my movie review. Q's yeah. <laughs> <Hughes> reviews. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Prue says she's never seen a kick anything like it. Uh, when they actually got into it, they said the pineapple is very strong. Paul says the coconut is good. Prue says overall is wonderful. Paul asks, uh, <laughs> Paul says he asked for exquisite and finesse, and he got exquisite and finesse. So Lizzie finally got finesse. Paul says he would have that on his 40th birthday <laughs> any day when it comes around. Ha ha ha. Paul's joking that he's not 40 yet. And we all know that he is. <laughs> In the after segment, Lizzie's like, I got finesse. I have one big off in my mind, and I'm like, Lizzie, you do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you finally conquered uh, the finesse. Chick says, I don't know how I'm doing this. Paul's comments were very nice, and I'm overwhelmed. I'm really happy. Giuseppe says, bit of a disaster. I'm in trouble. <laughs> and Christelle says, happy that went well. We get a judge's roundtable, and they say, the world has turned upside down. We've had four extraordinary showstoppers, and Giuseppe didn't really impress. 
So in the prior roundtable, they said Giuseppe was the one to beat. You know, situation has flipped. However, Paul does say that Giuseppe has done enough prior to save himself. And that kind of just ruins the tension of the show. Because <laughs> we know he's not going to be Star Maker. He's not going to go home. Uh, they say Jurgen and Chiggs have stepped up. And they also say that uh, Lizzie's cake was a triumph. She finally completed her storyline. She finally got that finesse. They say Christelle and Lizzie, however, are neck to neck in trouble. And then Paul said something that's very interesting. He says, we got to look at it generally. As bakers, which one deserves their place in the semifinal? So to me, this is saying that they're not looking at their results this episode, but they're looking at their results the whole season. And that's kind of contrary to how I understand they judge Bake Off and they decide who goes home. But when I guess it comes down to the semifinal, it's different. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because they no, just, it totally is. Yeah, it's a good out, point that you make. They just outright outright said, "We're not going to go by the results of this episode. We're going to go by the results of them as people <laughs> and this whole season." Because we've discussed it many times on how we're trying to determine what the judging criteria is. Yeah, right? and it seems like it's very free form that judging criteria, huh? They're free from the constraints <laughs> of this episode. Because even, wait, was it Giuseppe? They had mentioned, gosh, now I can't remember exactly who it was, but they had mentioned how somebody did well earlier on, which kind of seemed like they were putting more weight on like the signature than we would have anticipated. You know it was I mean? Giuseppe. Was it Giuseppe? Okay, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, so maybe they are putting a lot of weight to the earlier rounds where we thought for sure the showstopper carried the most weight during the the three judging, you know what I mean? Free from leak. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. They're free from judging criteria, you know? Uh, finally, we get to results. And they announced Star Baker, and it's Chiggs. Chiggs is good at learning things. <laughs> He's never baked uh, free from bakes before, and this is his first time. But, you know, he's also the, the baker with the least experience in the tent, so. Yep. Uh, and... He's adding to that full house. Yeah, that's off to Jigs. <laughs> We're getting Starbreaker twice. This is the second one, right? Correct. Okay. And then finally, they had to announce someone to go home. They say it was very close. Unfortunately, this week, it was Lizzie. However, I, I must say, like, if you're going to go home, you got to go out like Lizzie, like, conquering, like, finesse, and, like, having your, like, prior showstopper be the best one you've made. I mean, it was sad to see her go, but like it was good to see her end on like a very high note at the end there. Do you think if she did not complete her story arc, she would have survived one more week? No, because George went home last week and he didn't complete his story okay, arc. Okay. <laughs> Lizzie says, I feel really proud of myself. I'm really happy. Oh, God. I was so overwhelmed to get here, and now I'm a quarter finalist. And now I'm dead scouse because I'm crying. It's such an amazing experience. Paul said, it's sad to see Lizzie go. She's from my neck of the woods. Yeah. She came up with an ace at the end. However, the problem is many others did as well. And then after that, the, the rest of the bakers go celebrate going to the semifinal, which is two episodes left and four bakers. I, our prediction segment is going to be <laughs> quite a segment coming up very soon. But first, we got to go over our other segments. What was your funniest moment of the episode? 
Okay, I have a couple things, but I also have a question. Correct. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Is that the a, answer? That's a very good answer. Okay. That's very funny. <laughs> who? I'm not gonna go there anymore. I'm not gonna say okay. who anymore because we know how well that turned out last time. Okay. During, let's see, when was it? During the ice cream sandwich, so the signature, uh-huh. and the 100% cocoa incident. Yep. Lizzie asked Noel what it reminded her of. Do you remember this? And he said the inside of a coffin, to which she said, Jaguar we. Yeah, I remember being confused by this. <laughs> so I quickly jumped on the internet to look up Jaguar Wee to determine to see. I'm assuming she's talking about urine, right? Oh, maybe. urine, urine of a jaguar. Yeah, is it black? That would be pretty cool if it was. They need more water, but I could not find an answer. Oh, so my question is: if any of our listeners have a pet jaguar, could they just? Slide into Q's DMs and let us know what color yeah. their we is. At Quick Mix Podcast. Let us know what color that P is. Let us know, guys. And that's how I segue into the, uh, <laughs> the plug for this week. Right. But I am curious because I could not find an answer. Yeah. All right. But I did think that was, that was funny, that whole segment. And also when Paul was sort of choking on the chili. That I'm was gonna, funny. I'm going to throw one to Matt where Matt replied that he could have oat milk. When he was asking for milk, <laughs> and Matt was like, "You can have oat." Milk That's pretty funny. Since it was a dairy-free week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say that was probably one of my funnier ones. Nice. Uh, I have kind of two, but they're kind of the same theme. At one point, Matt during the time call, he's like, "Bakers, you have the amount of time remaining." Yeah, that was good. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And Matt's like, "It's free from week." He's like, "Oh, okay, I get it." And then later, Noel says, Bakers, you have 8,000 wobble mittens in your tiger chop suey. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. So, uh, them playing off each other was nice. The free from presenter signs. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Too. was pretty good, too, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, those are good. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite bake of the episode? I'm going to go with Chig's red velvet cake. Yeah. That thing looked good. I think I would want to try it despite his cousin going to the hospital after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about for you? Uh, it's if Freya made the, the technical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you're not. I'm not kidding. You are not. But uh, I'll go with uh, Giuseppe's like orange ice cream sandwich, which had a bunch of orange in it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, gotta try that orange, yo. All right. Semi-final. Four bakers left. Who is Starbaker next week? Can't pick Chigs. And who <laughs> is going home? Who? Who is going home? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, next week, the theme is... Semi-final. <laughs> no, patisserie. Huh? Patisserie. That's patisserie. Right? Okay, yeah. But the real theme is semi-final. <laughs> right. Is there any way we can confuse patisserie with something else i want to make sure i understand pastry week? the theme yeah. right uh siri just chimes in there oh quiet siri we're not <laughs> asking you <laughs> ask her what color jaguar we is siri what color is jaguar weed 
Jaguar weed is black. Okay, no, that, that was me. That was oh, Siri. Yeah, you Siri. almost had me fooled there. Haha, uh-huh, gotcha. Okay, let's reflect really quickly. We have Jurgen with three star bakers. Correct. We have Chigs with two star bakers now. Mm-hmm. We have Giuseppe with two star bakers. Yep. And we have Christelle with one star baker. Correct. Correct? Uh-huh. Wow. So everyone that we have left has won a star baker at some point during this. Yep. The run. night sky is empty because the stars are on the tent. Wow, that was poetic. <laughs> so I am going to, gosh, Chigs, Chigs threw me off there. Theoretically, I believe it should be Are you going off the pattern? Giuseppe. Giuseppe? Yeah, so I'm going to, but I'm going to s- stick with my guy, Jurgen. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. How about for you? Where are you going with Jurgen? Okay, so this is my wildest prediction yet. But I think I can't see Christelle not being in the final. She was my runner-up pick. Yeah. Originally. Just, I think that Prue said that this week that she's erratic. So she's either brilliant or she fails spectacularly. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think next week she's going to earn her place in the final by getting Starbaker. And then in the final, she might not win. But I think her, her, her episode is next week. Just to get her caught up to the playing field? Yeah, I think so. Because wow, that's a good choice. Because I, I think like Jurgen and Giuseppe yeah. are, they're going to be in the final. And I think that like all the viewers think that they're going to be in the final. And they're going to say, like, well, the, the winner is between Jurgen or Giuseppe. But I think the producers are like, or not the producers, but Estelle's <laughs> going to step up. And then it's going to make it interesting that any one of them can win big golf. So I think Christelle's going to be Star Waymaker next week. Wow. And she's going to use miso. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a given. Yeah. You... Uh, who's going home next week? I kind of hinted at who I think is going home next week already, but you can go first. Would you? Okay, along that thought process, would you think that perhaps Jurgen would go home? So if, if Christelle wins and Jurgen goes home, that means everyone left will have won two star bakers. So they take out like the top seed? Yeah. Well, that would be interesting because Jurgen seems like a lock. If like, I could bet money on anyone making it in the final would be Jurgen. Like Christelle, Jurgen makes sense from a show perspective. I think so too. Right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, man, you're making me want to change my mind here. So here's my... I'm going to stick to what I have, though. I'm going to say... God, it doesn't make sense. Now that you said that to me, it doesn't make sense for Jurgen to have four star bakers going into it. Because that puts him... Way ahead. Way ahead, yeah. yeah. And I can't pick Chigs. I, I'm just going to stick with it then. So, there's... In my world, only one star... Like, one star baker... Is Christella, right? Right. Which means she's at the very bottom. Uh-huh. Therefore, going home next week, Giuseppe. Wow. Giuseppe not in the final. Yeah. That's bold. I think my prediction is that this this last week right here, free free from week. Yeah. That was Chiggs' like episode. That was his time to shine. So that, he's done? 
I think he's telling he's going home next week. Wow. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'd be very surprised not to see Jurgen, Giuseppe, or Cristel in the final. I just, I just don't see them three not being in the final. So, yeah. I mean, we, this, it's going to be very interesting because they're all super strong. And, like, literally anyone could go home next week. I don't know who it's going to be, but it will be interesting. It's going to be intense. We can't pick Chiggs, but I think there's a chance Chiggs could win it. Star Baker next week? Yeah. Patisserie. He's good at learning. (laughs) (laughs) We know that. That would give him three. Or, okay, wait. I I know I keep trying to get Giuseppe to go home, but... (laughs) (laughs) Giuseppe's great. He's not going home. It would week. also make sense if Giuseppe won because that would even him up with Jurgen. It is a two horse race now. Yeah. Which was the story from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Although, like, Starbaker at the end doesn't really matter because, like, two seasons ago, the winner was a person who never got Starbaker before. That is true. But that was a completely different storyline. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, Giuseppe did kind of terrible in the showstopper this week. I think he's going to bounce back. He's back. Giuseppe's back, guys. And Jurgen's front. So that means... It has to be Christelle. <sighs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch. <laughs> I'm going to say Giuseppe is going to win. Star Baker. <laughs> <clears throat> Even though I keep trying to send him home, every you just week. told me that he's gonna go home now. He's you're telling me he's gonna win Star Baker next well, week. Well, if you if you had listened super carefully, my rationale was not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Giuseppe wins Star Baker, and you already picked Chigs to go home. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Christelle then. Even though I don't believe it, I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, if, I mean, any one of them can go home next week, but I don't think that's gonna happen. But we're gonna find out next week during the semifinal. That's right. Man, two episodes left. Two episodes left. It's gonna be quite a show. We look forward to discussing it with you. Until then, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. From week. Free. From week. Not free form. Free form. No, wait, we're not saying free form. Free from. I misread it so many times. <laughs> I misread it until you just told me. Just now. We'll talk <laughs> I about thought I was that. the only one. Yeah, that's crazy. Free from. Week. From. Okay.